0: What's up, world? You are now listening to another episode of the Power Post Game Report, where we talk all things power. Your boys are back to talk about Book 4, Force, Season 2, Tommy's Escapades. I, of course, am one half of your host, Triple D, and with me, as always, is... What's going on, guys? It's Carlos Steve. Sir, how you been? I can't complain, man. We Uh haven't been on a little break, but life is the same, you know, the same... Things that we always do, we get up, we go to work, we have a good time, and then we try to have some fun in between. How about Indeed, you? Pretty much the same, man. Uh, it's been a while since uh, we finished book two, season three mm-hmm. of uh, Ghost. Um, quite a lot's happened in the, uh, the Hollywood world. Um, there is a current uh, strike going on between the writers, and they've been joined by the actors, um, pretty much going against the powers that be um, over wages and um job security as well as you know the usual strike stuff uh, health plans and everything like that um to which we do stand with them i know that there were there were a few people well there are a few like kind of i don't know uh conflicts on whether or not people should do reviews in solidarity um but i i feel like we're we're you know we're two independent guys we don't get paid for this we you know this is just two guys talking about a show that they like um so while there are some people who have taken the stance of we're not going to do anything until this is resolved there are some other uh platforms that are doing reviews that are still in solidarity with the workers um so you know i i hope that those guys get what they want and what they need because, um things are looking a little wild, a lot of stuff has gone on hold, and um you know the guys the the higher up the higher ups the powers that be at this point it's borderline a question of you know how much money do you really need it's about you know, it, it's a little greedy at this point you know as, as with most strikes, people just want to survive out here um any thoughts on that before we dive on in uh man not really like I said good for them, I mean not good for them, but uh hopefully they get what they're looking for um You know, I'm not going to stop doing a recap show just because, like you said, we don't get paid for this. This is really just a hobby for us. I don't got many hobbies, so I can't give up the few that I have. Uh, But of course, we definitely want um, the people who entertain us to be paid in a fair manner that they think they should be paid in. And if that means they got a strike and uh, not provide us with a little material for a while, then so be it. Um, But this show has already been recorded. Uh, It's not going to impact anybody that's on strike. That we talk about it, so we're just going to kind of talk about it and have some fun. Indeed, indeed. Programming note. So, you guys are going to get episodes one, Tommy's Back, and episode two, Great Consequence in this episode. Um, due to some scheduling, uh, some vacation time, and some work stuff, the next episode you hear will be covering episodes three and four. So, we're hitting you with them wham-bam key points. So... Make sure you keep your notepads handy, cause we're going over the uh, the important stuff, and there will be a test at the end of the semester. <laughs> All right. Um. So yeah, we are back in Chicago. Um, we're not necessarily clear on where this lines up with his appearance. Uh, spoiler: If you're not following Ghost, um, actually, you know what? I th- I I think I might have pieced that together. Um, I'm going to say that this is, in fact, possibly most likely afterwards because Kate shows up in this first episode and she seems to have made herself at home, um, which is right in line with our last appearance of her on Ghost, where she has moving boxes. Right, right. and It also is really confusing because they make it seem like this is only a couple of days after the end of season one. Yeah. Uh, which Kate should have never left to go back to New York because she True. was waiting for D Money to get healthy. True. Uh, so the, the power timeline has always been iffy. Off. Yeah. As so far I as like, I just said. how you much time has right. passed, uh, the seasons, sometimes they're the jackets, sometimes they're not. Um, so it's always weird. So I try to stay out of that, that, that timeline of it. And I'm just assuming at some point, uh, because, you know, one of our big theories is that given what's going on with book two, that maybe Tariq and Braden make their way into chicago yeah. um so we'll see how it all plays out but you're absolutely throw the right. timeline away yeah you're absolutely right um yeah i'm gonna retract my previous statement because yeah it is kind of mentioned uh that um they this is a few days after d-mac has been shot and the the event and Liliana, rest in peace mm-hmm. um any initial thoughts before we dive into a lot of key points in the first episode uh, no, I mean, I, I you know, normally we kind of talk about like our whole things about the show in general, mm-hmm. and this show is still you know, and I, and I probably do the recaps, so i glad we do them, but it's still not catching me like the original Power did, and it's also not catching me like um, Book Two does, okay. Um, and, and I think a lot of it's just the characters. I, I think as much as I like Tommy from the first time around. I think Tommy is really good when he is not the main character. I think he's better in the small doses um, where he has somebody that's actually checking his ability just to be acting wild and doing whatever he wants to because it doesn't really align because um, he's still like this hothead which was great when he had a ghost to play off of and Diamond no disrespect to the brothers Diamond he ain't no ghost. He he, he don't got the interest in him as a character Um he don't got the personality to kind of really be that, that thing. Cause Tommy doesn't really even really listen to him. Uh, and, and then just like all the characters on the show. Uh, I'm just not connecting with them. Like on the other one, I love the Tahadas. Uh-huh. They, they really connect with me. I like, um, even some of the task force people on this show, the Flynn's. Yeah. I find them just irritating. Not really, nothing I can really grab onto. And then Janar and, um, Diamond, the same thing. They, Diamond is just like literally wallpaper to me, just kind of background. I don't find him interesting. I don't find any kind of passion in this guy. And then Jannar is probably the most interesting secondary character. And I just don't think they've really given him an, enough um so far in this. I mean, it's very early in the season uh, to kind of really make me invested in these people. Mm-hmm. Um th- I think the only character they really ever did that was, was Liliana. And then, yeah. of course, she's dead. Yeah. So I just don't, I can't buy with these secondary characters, so it's making me not really engage in the show uh, as much as I would like to be, because I do enjoy um, like I said, the recaps, I do enjoy Tommy as a character for the most part, but so far Force is not really grabbing me. Does it? Do you feel like connected to it like you do the original show? Or even the secondary show? Ghost? Um, um, I can agree with a lot of that. Um, some of them I'm a tad bit more interested in, but I do have a note um, especially in the second episode that um I don't like none of the feds are interesting no, like so it, like they're the task they're gonna yeah, yeah they're gonna them and the police um like they try to get pull you in a little bit that the the head of the feds is dating the the police detective mm-hmm. or lieutenant and it's just like yeah I, they're not they're not interesting and I don't know if it's some of' funny newness and, and because yeah, and like I think even, that might be it. I think tech- that might be it. Ahead, but man. I'm not even interested in, in getting to know them at this point. Um, I also think it's fatigue. I feel like because they are these are criminal shows, they always have this law enforcement accent of it. Uh-huh. And then it just kind of just falls to the same pattern of, you know, they're not going to win because we, we're supposed to be rooting for the bad guys. Right. Um, so then we just kind of get this thing where they just kind of bumble and fumble over themselves. But at least... In the other shows they've been interested. As much as I didn't really love Angela, at least she was kinda interested in um I think it's because they're all gr- so they much. were all grimy. Yeah. Yeah. So like these guys so far they're goody two shoes. Um, which is fine. It, you know, and realistically that's how the police are supposed to be. But um until one of them like tiptoes on that line, it's just like, Okay, they're just gonna be, you know, they're gonna be the cops that chase after the uh the Dukes of Hazard brothers. Mm-hmm. Um but now as far as the the brother Samson, um, I get I totally get what you're saying. I want to be interested in Diamond because he's he's literally he's kind of the voice of reason. And I do want to see how he plays things with this uh the new the new parole officer. Mm-hmm. Um Jannard, the one thing that I'm interested in, Jannard about this season is he's we're we're getting to see him actually in charge. Um, when he, you know, we, we know of him running CBI while Diamond was locked up, um, and to a degree, he kind of ran things his way. Well, the way Diamond had it, that's why things kind of ran in line. Now he's sort of doing his own thing, his own way. And I like the fact that he's getting all the hothead pushback that he was giving Diamond. Mm -hmm. Um, and he's dealing with some, some super young hotheads. Like these kids are, are ruthless and like, you know, they jump ship, they, they do what they want to do, and he's. I, I like to. See, I like that we're seeing him kind of deal with the the pitfalls of leadership in this game. Um, but the thing that's going to hinder it is the one thing I could care less about, and it's his love life. Hmm. Like, who? Like, who is this girl? Why should we care? Like, um, that's. And while we're on the subject, um, and we can we can tie this in, and this this is a general question to just like media in general. Um, because you know, we're 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 a bit older now. Do sex scenes even resonate with you anymore? You mean like do they titillate me? <laughs> no. Like like are you know like well, I guess you could say titillate, but like I think every sex scene with the exception of um whatchamacallit? Uh uh Claude and um Claude and the guy from Oh Doyle. Doyle. Um it was just like they just seem kind of pointless and are just kind of like throwing it in to make things, you know, spicy. Um, like I think so far we've already gotten, I think Jannard's already had two and a half sex scenes. Um, diamond I was, had one diamond had one and I was just like, okay. I, um, and we'll get to some of the things that they, they wrapped up. But like, I was like, okay, I guess he's just trying to get over shorty girl. Um, but what made it slightly interesting was that like, Oh, this dude's having sex with the with the correctional officer from his from when he was in prison, okay. which is wild. That's like a common wildly thing, though, man. But yeah, I know. That's what makes it even wilder. Um, I was trying to think. Was there another one in there? Uh, um, that might be it. Um, but yeah, like some other ones, but I can't even remember. But yeah, I think you know. Outside of I think. I think I'm more annoyed with Janard's like forced love angle. Um, yeah, and I could care less. Same thing. Yeah, I feel like it, it just came out of nowhere. And then even the diamond thing, they made all that big deal in season one about him dating a reporter lady, and then they end that entire whatever it was with a, with a text, basically yeah. saying, "I'm not cut off of this." Like, which that's just kind of lazy. It, it is, but, and I think a lot of things that they they cleared up, they did really clean which I was fine with. Um, I was fine with that because it's like, okay, if you can't get that actress back, if she's, you know, committed to other things, um, that's the realistic thing. Like, you know, I think we, we like the, the storyline of the girl trying to like, you know, try to hash in it out and try to stick it out with the dude that's, you know, in that life. But no, that's kind of what you're supposed to do. If anything, that should be a lesson to all girls who who might've had a fling, would a dude that's a part of that life it was like, no, nope, just cut yourself out of it and be done with it. Um, that's the smart thing to do. It's the most realistic thing. Um, the way they cleared up Dahlia was was real precise. Uh, I guess they realized that, like, OK, I don't know how we can. And this might have been a writing choice. Like, I don't know how we can really. Um, really keep this in the story, mm-hmm. because you got the you got the good doctor working by herself. Um, and Tommy's not going to have access to those, those, you know, those facilities and, and chemicals the same way Claude did. So really smart move. He blew it up. Um, sadly the good doctor had to go, who knows? Maybe she had prior, you know, commitments as well, uh, as an actress. Um, and they, they cleaned it up real nice. Um, so like, I wasn't, I wasn't mad at that. And it's probably like the most, every situation in the, that they cleared up was realistic to me. And it's just like, okay, let's not raise any questions. Let's get these things out of here so that we don't have to, you know, for continuity's sake, let's not, we don't have to worry about it anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, yeah. I feel like the Dahlia thing was a weird thing from She's the One Anyway when they just all of a sudden introduced a super drug. yeah, And how could they properly keep the show going about that when they also was keeping themselves involved in the other world? So I, I, I definitely going to figure out a way to get them out of that pretty soon. I do feel bad about that poor doctor. Yeah. She's just doing her thing. Pay for her life. But she knew. She yep. knew. She the I mean, she was. never had a choice. You know, She got recruited and kidnapped, slashing their same thing. I but think wasn't what, she the original doctor that was already making the design of drug before? Or was that a different doctor that they also killed? Um, she, I think it was a different doctor because wasn't it she sleeping with her? Yes. Yes. And I this was the, was the replacement. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think... I think what did Dahlia in and I think Dahlia could have could have, you know, made it work as a a long term little underlying thing. But like they had so many alliances and betrayals in that second half of the season. Um, And that's another thing that they got to do. They kind of they've already slightly overdone it. The Flynn family has already had like three or four alliances and betrayals in these first two episodes, mm-hmm. not in the first two literally the second one, there was so much backstabbing, it's just like I get it, but at the same time it's just like, hopefully the way, and at this point like we're gonna, you know, we've kind of blurred into both episodes and we'll get to some of the key points Man. that we're gonna be looking out for but like, I hope, I hope at this point, Claude just says, you know what, I'm done with my family, I'm going to do my own thing she oh, yeah. needs to no longer deal with her father period um and and might as well just leave Vic alone All right uh, because she's already been burned multiple times and this was the biggest one it's like if you at this point she needs to be scorched earth with her family uh, um because if you if you if you let her go back to her father even with this whole you know ailment that he's that he's got you're doing her character a disservice um, because now it's just like now she's just you you know you try to set her up as this independent uh, savvy and can be ruthless cuz she's got a body or two on her um but the fact that daddy's the only one that keeps that keeps manipulating her and she doesn't do anything about it what's the point you're just going to keep building her up just to knock her down right i mean, i think the problem is like you know logically that makes sense Um, but when you are from a family who has been doing this to her her entire life, um, and you're desperate for their support, you'll keep taking this abuse until the point you finally get the support. And I think that's what, that's what it is. So her father could probably be doing stuff to her every single day. Uh, but he just kind of comes back to her and you can see even in this, he did her dirty, did her dirty. She knew that he only came back to her because, uh, Vic told him to like, uh, fuck off and then she still was dying to be in it because she just wants to be accepted by her by her family. Uh, she's been trying her hardest. She knows she's constantly excited, but that's one of the things that's very dangerous about like people in these situations. Like they'll do all types of things for approval, um, regardless if they ever get it. And, and it sucks, but it's just kind of I guess that's this character's role, uh, mm-hmm. just doing that. So I don't know. Let's rapid fire a couple of um, key points in the first episode. Um, episode picks off uh, Tommy's on revenge mode. Understandably so, uh, he wants answers and he wants to know who killed Liliana so he can he can handle that. Um, and that's going to be the overarching thing for however long until he gets what he wants. All right, so yeah, um, you know, we got we got revenge, Tommy, bloodthirsty Tommy, um, and. I'm 50-50 on it because it makes, it makes perfect sense for him to want payback for, you know, someone who was close to, someone that was on his team. Um, this kind of gave way to, uh, between these two episodes, one of my issues is they've kind of slowly reverted Tommy back to being hothead, um, hothead first. He was making really smart moves towards the end of the first season, and I was looking forward to seeing Tommy slightly mature as much as he possibly can mm-hmm. but a lot of the moves he was making was just like on some like you know just kind of reckless uh which is why i i felt exactly what you were saying where it's like he does need that that voice of reason and because he doesn't know diamond as well and as long as he knew ghost diamond's not going to have that that gravitas to cuz there were a few moments where like you know he was trying to like Tell him, like, look, man, like, the moves you're making are, I get it, but, like, they're reckless, and it's bad for business. You also got to remember, I can't back you up on some of the stuff, because as you've seen, and, well, he'll see, like, I got a new PO, and he pops up on me. So, like, we got to at least try to play this a little smarter. Um, how did you feel about um, kind of where we pick off in his his overarching thing? His yeah. I, I, that's what I was kind of talking about at the beginning, is, like... They did have some growth for them last year, but now he's just back to like, uh, just like this psycho that can't be reasoned with. Uh, all these things is like seek and destroy as opposed to having any kind of logic when it comes to anything, um, associated with that. And I get it, like, he is a loyal person and he doesn't have a lot of people he's tied to. Um, but this whole revenge thing, regardless of what everybody's telling him, like, calm down, we can get the revenge, it doesn't have to be immediate. And he just doesn't listen. It just makes me like less of him as a character it's like i thought he was getting better and then he's still just the same old hothead that can't be controlled and i thought well, i just kind of gets boring so uh, hopefully they uh get him kind of to calm down and it seems like at least in the second episode dime was getting a more focused on like look this is our mission at hand as opposed to revenge 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 we'll get the revenge but let's do it the smart way as opposed to just being gunko about getting it immediately uh, so hopefully he'll listen. So, um, as we discussed, um, there's a lot, there's a lot of moving pieces that I, I feel like was kind of handled pretty well. Um, we have the CBI civil War, civil war, excuse me. Um, Jannard's crew's calling themselves treason <laughs> and, uh, he's dealing with, like I said earlier, the, the fallouts of leadership in today's <coughs> hyperactive <laughs> thug society. Um, he successfully snags a, a hothead from, um, from diamond. And I I knew the moment they, they kind of picked him up that he was, this kid was going to be a hothead, Chewy. Um, and you, you see the, you know, just how quick people flip in this, uh, in this game, at least in, in between this whole civil war thing. Uh, but we also see that the civil war is causing issues outside of just them too. Uh, promises were made to the Serbs and that's causing problems for Jannard because uh, what he once promised he no longer has access to Um, and it's also causing problems with their connect Miguel Um, who wants his money Uh, so and (laughs) just further touching on the Tommy issue you know Tommy's got issues when Jannard the hothead of all hotheads um actually listens to diamond when diamond comes and visits him and i'm, I'm bleeding into the second episode but at this point it, it's all the same uh when he tells him like look i know you want to kill tommy but like right now that's not a good move like war is not the answer right now um and he listens like he actually listens to him which i thought was like amazing um any thoughts on on that Nah, I mean, I think it just kind of shows the construct between them. And they probably, and, and I think it's going to lead to these brothers possibly coming back together. Uh, which happens all the time on the show where they start off as enemies and they work things out and then they come back together. Um, but, but you can see that Janard, who is, of course, has some ego issues or he wouldn't try to be the man, but also at least he's reasonable. He's not like in this Tommy mode where he just like doesn't listen to your reason, and doesn't listen to smart things. And you saw that a couple of times throughout um, his interactions with not only Diamond, but also uh, the lady bosser that he's dating. She kind of gives him like some encouraging words and he kind of goes for it as opposed to just shutting everything down. Yeah, which, hey, someone's showing some growth around here. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have the, the Egan family, Mima, Kate. With her, uh, with her grandson being loving, and uh, apparently, at least for now, living the clean life—no more drugs for her. Um, yeah, that was the biggest shock right there. Yeah, uh, I and, hope it sticks. And then Tommy take this coat like he was trying to force her to say she's like, "Dog, I'm trying to get off this shit." And uh, like, what a son. He wasn't well, trying I mean, to encourage her. He knows. He knows her history. Right, you know, but still, it's but, still terrible. It's yeah, still terrible. my mom was a drug addict. And she told me, no, I'm trying to get off it. I'm not going to be like, nah, take these drugs. I'm gonna be like, okay, maybe it won't last, but I'm going to try to give her some encouragement. And I guess eventually when he realized that he did give her a little bit of it. Uh, but I think, you know, they, they have an effed up relationship. So he's probably just used to her being a certain way. Yeah, he even, he did compliment her. He said, you're good with him, which I thought was really nice. Um, and we got JP wanting to wanting to, you know, be a supportive brother. And we got Tommy being a good br- big brother who wants him to stay on the this, this straight and narrow mm-hmm. and uh, bought him a bar, which I thought was a, a cool touch. Um, right. I don't know if, he, it's, if it's only for the, the sake of money laundering, but still. Life. I didn't think about that. And then yeah. know, JP is another one of these characters. Just blah. Like, what is, it, what is he? Uh, he? And I, you know, I, I, I want to see what they're going to do with this guy. Give me a little bit more to like get into. But right now, he's just like kind of a background person. Uh, you even forget he's on the show and all of a sudden he'll pop up for a scene um and they'll do something I don't even think he was in the second episode at all uh, no. that I remember so it's like um, what are they yeah, doing none with these of guys? them were yeah none of them were because um yeah it's really it's really quick and I think dmac only comes back because he um he helps him set up the uh the social media front um so that was interesting uh but yeah hopefully they'll they'll just kind of be. Fly on the wall characters that don't have too much, um, too much involvement. We know D Mac is going to get deeper at some point. It's it's inevitable. Um, So while they're on their endeavor of building up their territory, um, Tommy meets Miguel the connect, and this was the point. Like I I mentioned earlier, Um, you know Tommy being Tommy, he's you know he's usual jerk, dickhead. And at, once they leave, he's talking about killing the Kinect. I'm like, dude, too soon. Right. Too soon. You just met the guy. Too ambitious. He always got to want more. He can't exactly. just eat, settle, settle with anything. And it's nothing wrong with, uh, with wanting more, but like patience. Like you just talked about how, and we, we praised that, that sentiment in the first season, how he talks about how the kids kind of gloss over the grind. And it's like, now you're trying to gloss over the grind. Like, Mm -hmm. dude, like make your, make your, your connections, your business connections. And when time comes, you know, but as we see in the second episode, he immediately makes a move. And, you know, I guess because they're pinched, Diamond goes along with it. But, um, in this meeting, um, we get a new love interest, which I mean, I'm okay with them having a love interest, but geez, the first episode can like, can she pop up maybe episode two or three? Like it, it felt a little too, I don't know. Maybe if this, maybe because things aren't, are are 8 to 10 episodes with most TV shows this day, these days, I guess they, they want to make sure that they have all the moving pieces in place early. Mm -hmm. Um, Which I understand, but at the same time with, with this series they'll get a piece up out of there at a random moment and just like well what was the point um so i i've been butchering her name i think it's like maria it's not mariah but it, it sounds like mariah um and of course she is miguel's sister mm-hmm. um but i also like the fact that she's very adamant and like yeah you you are uh, your liability um i don't like this life I deal with my brother cuz he's my brother. But um I damn sure don't want no parts of you. And um yeah, you you know, you need to leave him alone. And cuz mm-hmm. I cause I'm, and we also find out that um she she's got a dude. Uh, oh, I forgot about the uh, at the hospital, yeah. Yeah. So she's doubly off limits, but you know, it's Tommy. So, you know, he could care less. Right, it's Tommy and then also for all all she said about not liking all the stuff, she still was openly and actively flirting with him and helping him out throughout the course of it. So, we all know where this is going as far as the viewer. Um, she might have a boyfriend now, she might be against these thugs, but she ain't doing enough to kind of different, like separate herself from Tommy. And I think eventually we'll be in a sex scene with them down the line, of course. Of course. Um, let's see, so to wrap up this episode, we get that one, uh, Chewie is flipped. Uh, Flynn wants to, he wants to start a war to pay his debts because, uh, Dublin wants their money. Um, the price of peace is higher than gas apparently. Mm-hmm. And, um, he's shook enough that he would rather, you know, cause a war and, you know, they feel like their backs against the wall. Um, so, oh, and we also get the, 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 the reason the feds don't want to give another task force because they're they're thoroughly convinced that Tommy Egan is dead. Well, at least On from New York's of that, point of view. Yeah, yeah, from New York's point of view. Um, also, um, I'd be sick if, you know, we went through all the, the, sh- the things they went through in New York and then just to find out that someone else outside of the state... Um, and that particular department discovered that he's actually alive. It's, it's not a good look. Um, so they don't, they didn't want any help with that. Um, and the episode pretty much concludes with, uh, Tommy cleaning up, uh, which, you know, we knew this was going to happen, but geez, yeah, I instant. He takes down Chewy in front of a stop, the violence mural, <laughs> uh, poetic, um, overall, all things considered with all my gripes and whatnot, I gave that episode an eight a- minus cause I wasn't, I wasn't mad at it. Um, and I think I was really, I don't think I had a gripe until we got hothead Tommy back. Um, for the most part, I was good with the way they kind of cleaned a few things up. Um, I rolled my eyes at Jannard getting a love interest and, um, Tommy's love interest showing up so soon, but I wasn't, I wasn't mad at the episode. What, what did you think? Uh, it was a cool episode. Um, like I'm saying earlier, it's just not catching me because I'm just not into all these characters. And they did introduce a couple of new characters this year that may be more interesting than the, the ones they already established. Uh, so I kind of see this like a, like a pilot because they did introduce a lot. They introduced these Mexicans who we, had, we never seen before or had never even really heard of because the whole first episode was more, not first season was more about the Serbs, of course. Um, and then CBI, they didn't even, I think the Mexicans were even heavily involved. Um, so we'll see where they go. going. I actually didn't, found them a little bit interesting as we kind of got along. Um, I mean, I don't know if I would give it an A, uh, just because I still found myself like struggling to be like actively involved in it. Um, but I think it was a solid, you know, B minus, um, especially for the first episode to start the season off. So hopefully they can build on that and improve on it. Um, uh, but I didn't love the first episode because it was just kind of more of the same kind of stuff. Tommy's still being hired without really any growth or explanation as to when he's going to be growing. Um, and then just a bunch of new characters that still haven't swayed me. Uh, but, you know, I'm giving them a shot. I'm hoping that they can do better as the season goes along. But, you know, not holding our hopes in the immediate future. Right, right. Um, episode two is where my, I know for a fact, episode two is not going to be as high as ranked. I think this is where I started to to kind of slide more into where you were feeling. I think I, I was partially excited um, with the return of it. Um, and I feel like I, I did genuinely um, enjoy a lot of the stuff. Um, a lot of the gripes that I kind of had uh, with some of the character development or lack thereof took place mainly in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we, you know, we, we, we've we kind of gone over a lot of our feelings about some of the character and plot points. So we'll, we'll kind of breeze through... Some of the main the main factors of episode two, um, it picks up with the a- aftermath of um, of Chewie's death, and it's just like that's sad because was pra he was practically a teenager. I think he said he was nineteen. Yeah, he was like eighteen or nineteen, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just like that's just a sad state of the world. Um, Chicago has become like unfortunately famously known for being violent um, with young black um, teenagers as. You know, a lot of the offenders as well as the victims, as we see later. Um, we do get Tommy reaching out to Vic, which I thought was an interesting, an interesting, um, interesting, like little uh, scene that I kind of liked. He was he was he he was empathetic to Vic with what he had gone through, um, which I, I, I appreciate the touch on that. But he also told him, like, OK, I I, I will I will believe that you you're not involved with your your dad and your sister but if you're lying to me about who killed her you need to let me know mm-hmm. um, we do we definitely get was Vic even in the first episode yeah he was he mainly was. drinking okay there was it was a lot more like Vic the than the second one when he was being wild yeah. oh yeah and he, he was wilding out stuff. in this episode for sure um and yeah, but the first episode he's just done a lot of pouting a lot of right. still being sad over um Gloria. Gloria, yeah. Um and you know, we we've touched on most a lot of this. Uh we get you know, this was the episode where Diamond uh, pretty much tried to give Jannard the, the brotherly advice of like, you don't want to do this. Um well, she rightfully I, took he's not in a position yeah. to be gun for time like now his young boys didn't listen. Um, but he, right, he took it. Like they're, they're already stretched in. Um, they already got a Serbian problem. They got a Mexican problem. Uh, they got a lack of product and, uh, even territory problem. Why add another problem of being pressed to take out Tommy? Um, so it, you know, hopefully we'll see how it goes long term. Um, but Diamond went to his brother, made a smart move. And his brother, actually listen, we, I think we already kind of got into it earlier, what we talked about. It's good to see that. Like, they're already living in this world where it's, like, dangerous, anything could happen. And having a reasonable mind is going to get you a lot farther than just being this I hate that's always out. It may get you a reputation of being a tough guy, but it's also probably going to get you a a bullet or or, or in jail way earlier than you want it to be. It it also, like, gives, you know, a little more emphasis on the fact that although this is a conflict, they're still brothers. Mm -hmm. Because in no way... If you know Jannard was anyone else, would Diamond come to him and be like, "Hey, you know," because their business they're on they're on opposing sides. But he you know he knows that Tommy's like uh, he he would burn half the city down if he was pushed far enough. And with Tommy, you don't have to push that far. Mm-hmm. Um So he's just like, look, you know, he's just like whatever's what's best for business. For at the very least, both of us, you got to let him slide for now, Um, you know, do what you do. You know, obviously you're going to feel the way you want to feel um, rightfully so. But like, realistically, you need to you need to take your sights off of him. Mm -hmm. Um, We get a quick scene that I thought was was pretty interesting was where Vic lets it slip to Walter that Claudia was behind Dahlia. And I thought it was going to be bigger at the moment. But you know, it pretty much just gives way to to Walter screwing over Claude again. So yeah, business as usual. And I thought he already knew this. Like I, maybe I, I, sometimes I'll be so, so the gap be so long between the seasons I forget what happened. But I thought it was already uncovered that when they brought the family back together in the first season that that, that he knew that she was involved in drugs. But maybe I misremember. I don't think he knew about the Dahlia. I think he assumed Vic was was. Um, was a part of that. But I don't think he knew that... He knew Claudia was doing something, but he didn't think... I don't think he was um, aware that she had Dahlia because she kind of kept that as her her trump card. Right. Um, Okay. So we've we've talked about some of these other points as far as uh, um, the parole officer problems. Yeah, but real quick, before we get into the parole officer thing, this barbershop scene, man, it really made me uh, miss the barbershop. Like... Do you, like, you know, both of us don't have the hair we used to have when we were younger. But mm-hmm. you still occasionally go to barbershops, right? Yeah. See, I don't, I don't ever go. Uh, I, you know, my beard, I do it myself. My head, I just kind of shave myself. Yeah, yeah. But this made me just remember, remember oh, yeah, how fun right. the barbershop used to be. And a lot of them, some toxic shit going on in there, and we're not going to get into all that, but the barbershop used to just be like a fun place. Especially when you were young, when I was like 12, 13. Uh, and I finally was able to go, you know, kind of get my head cuts on my own without you know having to go to my mom or whatever. Mm-hmm. The barbershop is just like where I can learn so much stuff about, you know, whether it was good or bad. Looking back at it, I don't know. Just about like adulthood, about, you know, being a man. It just always was like a safe place. Uh, so for the fact that this P.O. came in and just kind of disturbed that piece. I, I mean, I don't know if that was yeah. the point of it, but it made me like this guy like even less. And I know we're not supposed to like him, but it made me like, damn, bro, he can't even have his peace. The brother is like got a clearly a shop full of people. He's doing good. He ain't messing around. And you got to embarrass him by making him piss or give him the piss cup in front of everybody. You don't got to be an asshole about it just because you are a PO and you're trying to establish some boundaries. Uh, uh, so it was just crazy. Yeah, when they introduced him, I, my note was like, yeah, his new PO is like a '90s hard ass role model. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I totally, I totally feel on that. I only go. I only go to the barbershop these days if it's like a special occasion. Like, I don't just go just to go. But, yeah, I'm the same way. I My head, I shave myself, my beard. I do my best to keep tame as much as possible. But, yeah. Um, <clears throat> for me, when I especially when I moved to Virginia, my barbershop experience was just like, okay, let me take in some of this. It, it kind of taught me what not to do to a degree. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. Um, the barbershop I go to now is... It's kind of nice. It's 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 a cool little atmosphere, and the few times I've gone, um, it, I could if if I could fo- not necessarily afford it, but if, like if I were going more regularly, I I definitely enjoy it for sure. Yeah, um, the prices got too high. That's why I stopped. going. i I'm like, I used to go. I mean, I know I'm not going to get the price I got when I was a kid. Right, right, right. Uh, but it went from like okay ten, then it was fifteen, then it was like okay twenty. Now it's like forty dollars to get a haircut. And I, you know, for me to maintain or something, I'd have to go in there like every week. And I just ain't, it ain't, it ain't doing it for me. Yeah. Like I thought I was in the clear cause you know, the hair up top was just like, okay, it's done. But like my beard trims were like 20 bucks and I'd give like, and I'd just give like a $5 tip. Um, The guy was going to, he, you know, he was, he was my guy for a while, but he jumped up to 35 as his starting. I was like, geez, dude, like. I don't go out that much. Like, I usually get this, I get it trimmed when it's, like, getting out of hand. But I was just like, yeah, I, I can't swing it. It's a little rough out here. It's a little rough out here. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, uh, parole officer problems. And um, we get a Julio reference.
1: Right, my, my, random.
0: Yeah, my ears perked up. And I was thinking, like, oh, snap, maybe we'll get, like, a little bit of Julio background, a little orient, origin story. Um, we get a guy that knows him. He don't last long, unfortunately. <laughs> right, does he even know who knew was dead? Uh who knew he was dead, right? So he I don't think he knows. He probably never got a chance to really talk. Well he did, they didn't get to talk about it. But even he said, like how do you know my name? Like I think that probably, honestly, that sealed his fate, unfortunately. Um because he called him by his last name too. Like Tommy Egan. And I was like, ah oh, shit. Yeah, who um, right. And whoever Chico was, um, that's what made me, I was like, is Chico another character from way back that maybe, you know, had an episode or two? Um, but we get an ambush. So we get our, like, our first real big action sequence. Um, mm-hmm. Another broad day shootout. I was thinking the same thing. Uh, <clears throat> and yeah, some guys go down, but Tommy, he gets in good, uh, but he takes a shot, which right. I don't think I've, I can recall seeing Tommy get shot. Like not off the top of my head, and he takes a, a side shot, almost a gut shot too. Yeah, here's Superman. So, okay. though. he was yeah back, no no harm. Got stitched up, was back <laughs> on the street, quacking, uh, cracking on jokes. Yeah. ten minutes after he got shot. Uh, yeah, uh, met abuela, uh, grandma. Yeah, I wonder not know how to ask This was a, a another interesting development because I don't know where yeah. a grandma showed up. Yeah, And it's like what is her role? Is she like the head of the 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 crew? And she just loved her grandma. I mean, it seemed like she was a boss. Both. Yeah. Yeah. She definitely, uh, was keeping Miguel in, in line. Um, so that was, yeah, that was definitely, definitely interesting. Um, but in the, in doing so, Tommy's, he gets in good with Miguel, at least on surface level. Mm -hmm. Um, and there was a quick, in the whole Flynn, you know, back and forth. Um, one point earlier in the show, uh, they're trying to figure out how they can move these these uh, super dude do, super dosed meds that um, some pharmacist wants Flynn to move. Right. And uh, Walter is adamant on getting Vic in here, and he sends. Um, did he, I think. I think at this point, he he. I think he sent. He sent. He sent. Claude to, to go try and recruit Vic and the the mess like the line that she said to him where she was like or no was it her? Somebody said something to Vic along the lines of like you couldn't protect Gloria um, like that's why you're in this situation. That she was said that. Up. She said that? Yeah hey, that was her. Yeah I couldn't remember the line exactly I just remember it being messed up. I was just like that's that's harsh. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's Especially when you're trying to get this guy back into the fold like I understand tough love, but like, he's already been drinking practically since he woke up. You know he's off, like on edge. Like I don't know why you would say that. Right. Um. But yeah. Um. Well, we might as well keep talking about Vic. Vic yeah. was down bad horrendously in this episode. Um. He he still he was does, having some good fortune, depending on how you look at man. it. Man. Cause I, I swear, every time I see stuff like this on TV, I'm like, I, why does this stuff happen to me? I've never been just in a liquor store, mind my own business, and some random freaky lady just came up and said, "Hey, can I go suck your dick in the, in, in the um in the employee section?" That doesn't happen to me, so I don't know who who these who they get these ideas from, who these people are that this keeps happening to. But that's what happened basically. I He's think. in the liquor store drinking at the bottom, don't He's give right. a damn. Right. And at first I thought I was like, Is she a, uh I thought she was working maybe at first, but no, yeah. she was just a random woman I guess, also trying to get drunk in the middle of the day, and she was horny, <laughs> or I don't yeah, know if she, she was, was "quote unquote" working, but like, yeah, I was like, "Okay, the flirty eyes and the propositioning." I was like, "Okay, so clearly she's a working girl,"
1: but and I kept like waiting for her to say
0: this would be forty dollars, but she didn't say. It. <laughs> yeah, that was the part that I was like, "Okay, she sees that he's drunk and vulnerable. Maybe she's gonna like try to, you know." like sneak, you know, steal him away and maybe they'll go somewhere, like outside and you know, into an alley or something. I'm like, oh okay, that makes sense. But then they just go into the the employee section. I was like, okay, this is completely unbelievable. Because mm-hmm. she was it was her idea. I was like, yeah, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that's what I was like she working at first, but I was like, nah, she, she clearly doesn't work it. Right. She just is a bold ass lady. And you know, the line of, of the week the line of the week was who doesn't want a blowjob? Right. I mean, I that's a dumb question. But yeah. And then it just goes off the rails. Like he loses it because dudes what dudes say he's like, you know, freak nasty in my store. <laughs> I mean they didn't just go in there and like get a yeah. pop and dude's like, Dog, I don't I'm not trying to cock plop but Shark can't be doing this in my store. Right. And then that just made him rob the place. Yeah.
1: Well yeah. at least he
0: gave her fifty dollars from the race. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. work halfway done, I guess. <laughs> right. Because she didn't finish. And he gets arrested, which good, because you know we can't have that. Mm-hmm. Um, he driving. He tased drunk. his ass. It was hilarious. So oh late. my god.
1: Hey he guys, him. just chill
0: tased out. Him. Just chill right. out. Right. He's <laughs> wild about th- throwing the family name, mm-hmm. talking about payrolls. Did not work. Right. But still worked enough because he got out. Um. And right back into his father. Well, at least from his father's point of view back to his father's so gracious. Um, I don't know if you want to get into it, but we of course learned Go his plan it. is really to take down the Flins yeah. from the inside. I was, like, I was like, okay, I'm not mad at that. It came off a little hokey, but all right, if you're going scorched earth, let's see what you can do. Um, and by you, I mean these writers by right. making this believable. Um, but as we spoke on earlier, in order to do so now i don't know if this was his way of and who knows maybe this is his backwards way of protecting claude uh maybe he's like all right i want her out um it could be an fu because she was messed up towards him Mm -hmm. um but in some weird power verse way um he could be you know kind of like all right i'm gonna burn i'm gonna try and burn this place down from the inside let me at least try to save my sister who knows we'll see um. In the midst of this, we get Diamond getting arrested, and then of course we find out that he got, he wasn't actually arrested. Oh um, yeah. But it, it, it was a it was a nice little twist. It kind of caught me off guard. Um, we see that Miguel has his own problems with. Uh, um, if he Miguel's a connect, I'm gonna say that Che is distro. Uh, I think he's a part of the cartel. Definitely a part of the cartel. Yeah. Um, uh, but I think like in the chain, he's part of the distro. And Che is vicious with it, like he ain't have to go hard like on on his sister like that. Um, oh, all the things he said he would do to her if if, if yeah, he messed up was, the thing. Yeah, that was yeah, that's realistic best. though, and, yeah, and that's, that's why real. so when people, you know, people think, oh, I'm in this lifestyle, like it's just them, like it affects everybody. Like her sister wants to be clean and out of it, but those people who you owe, they don't care about your sister not being a part of it if they can use your sister to get to you. So that's always is dangerous, like. Leave the streets alone, um, yeah. especially if you if got you good people yeah. that you want to protect. Because it ain't gonna go, turn out good for them. They not be like, "Oh, just leave them alone." We know his sister's a nurse. She's she's good. Nah, He's gonna snatch her up, take her to Mexico, and do all those horrible things he said he's going to do. To yeah, at the very least, he got to save his. Try to get his sister out of there. Mm-hmm. He clearly had no like no choice between you know abuela. He he was clearly born into it. He, he ain't had no choice. Um, but yeah, get you know save if you if you. If you have a choice to get into it, a la Tariq, stay out of it. Um, but if you were born into it and you never really had a choice, don't bring no one else into it. Mm-hmm. You know? But um, So that's going to be an issue. But the biggest issue... We'll, I, I kind of want to wrap up on that point. Right. But um, my last... like kind of going up into there... Um, the As we've spoken on, the Flynn family is doomed to collapse. Uh, one way or another. Um, we clearly see that... We, uh, Vic wants it to be done by his hand, uh, but even still, it was gonna happen because they they just they they backstab and shit on each other way too much and way too often for them to to be successful. Right. They're not going be functional. It it can't be. Exactly. And we get we get the big the big play of the episode where Tommy and Diamond um, they make a move on both connects. Uh, they they kill some Serbs and use them as plants to rob their to rob Miguel the connect. Mm-hmm. Um, ultimately most likely setting up a, a war between the Serbs and uh the cartel. Yeah. Um and this also kind of gives Miguel to a degree a little bit of what he wants because he wanted to make a move on the Serbs anyway, um, before this went down. Um when he was talking to Che, but now he kind of has the, he has this as like, okay, like you told me not to, I didn't, but the Serbs seemingly, they killed my guy, I killed our guys, and they robbed us. So now what? So it 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 sucks, but it also works in his favor, even mm-hmm. though he doesn't know the sucky part about it. Um, which this I was like okay, because when they earlier in this episode where they just hit the Serbs, I'm like, what What are you doing? Like, what What are we doing here? Um, but I saw that, I was like, oh, this is actually a really good plan. Yeah. When you, you know, um, when you really look at it, this is a really good plan. So, shouts to, you know, shout to Tommy and Diamond for having a, a cohesive plan that looked reckless at first glance. Yeah, but we'll, I mean, we'll see if it ultimately works out. That's the, you know, always the yep. risk when you start getting into these things. Exactly. It seemed like a good plan on, on the surface, but people talk, people end up seeing things, knowing things. Uh So it's going to be as easy as just planting the fake serve there um, to make everybody think they was involved in it. Or do people actually have a rational mind like, well, this don't make sense. We've had an open... I mean, granted, they didn't have a perfect relationship with the Uh, And maybe that's enough. Maybe they won't even get to talking about it because of they already passed the point and they already got their mindset on it. So it might be a perfect plan. Um, But we'll see how it plays out because we also get into... That part of the process, um, but we see, uh, and I want to, I don't know if you want about to go to the end of the episode where we start talking about, uh, the little girl and the task force it, yeah, being kind of. That was my last of, point. Go for it. Uh, so, so we see once again, uh, we saw earlier Janar had caught off the hit on time. He, it was not something that we we're going to do. We we're going to figure it out. But of course, his young boys, because they know he took out Chewy, and, a lot of the street culture is you you took my man, i'm gonna take your man and just lunch this this never in this cycle. So they was like they can't just let it go. Uh, regardless of how it might impact their money, regardless of how it might not be the smartest idea, they can't let it go. They see Tommy randomly driving it his car. It was the one guy who uh, yeah, uh the dude K cuz he was his name? little K, little K, yeah. yeah the, but the i think State. that was the, the dude right hand man. He was he was close with uh, the Chewy dude, right? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, so he sees it and then, you know, it's foreshadowing because we see Tommy's chilling and relaxing, driving in the car, and we see some random focus on a grandma or a mama with the suit of the kids. Uh, and the next thing you know, all hell breaking loose. They shoot about 50 bullets at Tommy. Of course, he gets away clean because he's Superman. Uh, but unfortunately, this little, I think they say eight or nine year old little girl, yeah. um, which is something that regularly happens in real life. Sadly. Um, you know, people who have nothing to do with it, who are just trying to go about their everyday lives. In this situation, they're just coming back from the grocery store. Uh, and she catches a stray bullet because people can't control themselves enough to try to harm each other, regardless of what the circumstances are. Um, so while, you know, Tommy gets away, he isn't hurt by it. Uh This may ultimately end up being the thing that takes him down because this little girl's death gives the task force the green light to actively try to... Sh- Even though I don't know how they can... To me, I don't understand it fully because why does... They don't know Tommy was involved in this shooting, uh, meaning the cops or the task force. They don't know Tommy had anything to do with it. So I don't know why this little girl, died would give them the green light to go after Tommy. Unless they... I think. Go ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I was going to say, I think they're going to use it just as, unfortunately, like a platform. Like... We're going to use this as like, okay, we need to stop killing. Like, we need to stop the innocent bloodshed in the streets. So we need to take we need to take a look at everyone. So general war on crime. Exactly, and I think that's what I think that would be the only like realistic option that they have. Um, and with them knowing that um, the the lieutenant knowing that uh, the guy from. One of the guys from CBI was was recently killed within the same week. And the and that CBI is in a civil war. Um, you got oh, a gang that's war. probably what it is. Yeah. yeah. You got a gang war as well as this new player. It's like, and a, you know, and an innocent kid gets killed in the street. So right. it's like you, you know, you, you use that as the as the, the match. To like, OK, give us a task force so we can try to stop this before any more innocent lives get killed. And I think that's what they're going to run with. Um, yeah, it, it, real quick, you don't watch the shy, um, but the, the 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 leader of the task force is on the shy as well. But she plays uh-huh. a drastically different character. Uh, in that one, she is a more um, dominant lesbian. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she and there's no, I'm not going to get into all that, but like, so she like has cornrows and she dressed like in a more masculine presenting style. Uh, which is a total contrast to this one, where she is more of a feminine woman. Um, So it's just... For people who watch both shows, they'll they'll um, understand it. That's one thing I've seen, is that um, in another interview, um, they tell, like, when they get guest stars or, you know, guest actors, they tell them that whatever you're going to do, whatever you're known for, whatever you're going to do on our show is going to be drastically different. Um, You know... For, and you, you know, just point the finger at whatever you can whatever, you know, whatever guest star came on. Um I think one of the act one of the earliest examples they used was um I'm not gonna butcher his name, but our guy from um from the first series, uh he was in Fast and the Furious and then he came in Han. yeah. Oh yeah he was Han in Fast and Furious he was um mock. Wasn't he Mock? Mock, yep, you're absolutely right. Mock. Um I couldn't remember the actors Name. Oh, I don't know um, his name. Sorry. I was going to yeah. butcher it, but it was like, yeah, you know, you used to playing these kind of aloof, you know, outside the law characters. You're going to play a buttoned up, you know, DA, and you're going to be grimy. But it's going, to you know, it's completely different. Mm-hmm. Um, Kendrick Lamar being a crackhead. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Uh, so it, Cedric the Entertainer being a hitman. You know, I forgot I mean? he was on there for a little bit. Exactly. So. That doesn't shock me, but that is kind of cool that, you know, she's, she's on another two Chicago-based show. shows. Yes. Yeah. So I wonder yeah. if, she, if she's like actually from Chicago. Um, but yeah, if you ever watch the shots, she's, the characters just so dressed to be different.
1: Okay. Uh, not, not that we,
0: we've, we've got a lot of this character or seen it. Um, but it's just interesting, um, how they do it. So more power to her. I don't know what her true life is, uh, because she, she's believable in both of the roles. Um. So, just, it was just a little side note for anybody that watches both shows that you see Dre, like, even her name is Dre on, uh, The Shy. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, to show how, like, you know, masculine she is. And then on this show, she's, uh, you know, drastically different. Uh, but that's all. Um, I, mean, I, I think, uh, I, I'm still going, I'm still invested in the show. We'll see what uh-huh. these next couple of episodes give us. Um, but I, I, they, they gotta really give me some better, Secondary characters, and, or and also make Tommy a little bit more um, well-rounded, or, or yeah. give me some growth. He just yeah. can't be the high-killing everybody, thousand shootouts, shooting everybody. Nothing ever bad happens to him like he was in the first season. I mean, the right. first series. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm getting bored with that. Um, so we'll see how it turns out. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. Uh, so, as we said, next in two weeks, you guys will get episodes three and four um but as always be sure to like comment share subscribe all that good stuff um you can find this episode as long as well as other episodes on the plp podcast on all platforms and you can find me and uh my show the off the clock podcast on offtha clock podcast pretty much everywhere um you got any remarks before we get out of here sir not nah, just another good to be back have to get to back, back on, on the mic All right. So as always, I am one half of your host Triple D, and he is Carlos D. And we'll see you guys next time.